Hello and welcome to Everything Birds. I'm your host, Liam O'Neill. Happy to have you along here today. Sorry for the um, delay in the podcast episode. I was actually out in California. Um, uh, So I'll tell you more about that later. Um, But first we'll get started with the jokes and the bird of the day. Okay, so our jokes. What do you call a chicken that tells jokes? A comedy hen. <laughs> Next year. What does a chick come after she's 10 days old? 11 days old. <laughs> okay. So the next one is a riddle because, believe it or not, it's pretty hard to find bird jokes. Um, Okay, so the riddle is, it belongs to you, but your friends use it more. What is it? Okay, so I'm going to answer that. Just uh, think about that, and I'll answer it at the end of the episode. So it belongs to you, but your friends use it more. What is it? Okay, so our bird of the day is the Caspian Tern. So this, okay, I know I say this about every bird. Okay, okay. So it's my, it might be my favorite bird, but I say that about, like, every bird. So, yeah, I love all birds. Okay, so the color description is they're pretty white overall with pale gray upper wings. Um, from below, the outer primaries in the wing are dark gray. Breeding adults have a black crown. That's what really gives it away. And winter adults and juvenile have a partially black crown with grayish speckling. The bill is coral red with a dusky tip. Um, feet and legs are blackish. So, fun facts. It is the largest turn in the world. So, that's what really gives it away, I feel like, for other turns. Because there are lots of other turns, like the royal turn, that all looks like this. But this one is pretty large. So, if you see a really large turn, probably, probably this. Um, two. So, the oldest recorded Caspian turn was at least 32 years old. Uh, one month when it was found in Illinois in 2018. It had been banded in Michigan in 1986. The average lifespan of Caspian Terns from the Great Lakes is estimated to be 12 years. So I thought that was just crazy. Um, but the only place I've seen Caspian Terns was in the Great Lakes because I live in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. And so we go up to the we go up to Lake Michigan a lot. And I that's where I saw some uh, there. It's pretty cool to watch them there. Okay, number three. The world's largest breeding colony is on a small artificial island in the Columbia River between Oregon and Washington, home to more than 6,000 breeding pairs each. That would be a sight to see. That would be cool. Okay, so the diet. Caspian terns prey mostly on fish, supplementing their diet with crustaceans such as crayfish and occasionally large insects. To locate prey, they fly above water between 10 and 100 feet high and scan the water with bill pointed downward. When they spot prey, they dive rapidly, usually submerging their body in the process, but sometimes snatching the prey from the water without diving in. Um, yeah, so I've seen a lot of, um, when we were out in California, we saw a lot of gulls like uh, diving. Um, and we saw some cool pelicans. They it would like, they'd just fly over the water and then they just like tuck in their wings and then just like just like a kingfisher they just like go right down in there and then they come up with a fish in their mouth. 
Um, yeah, I was actually out in California, and there was this big, like, feeding, like, frenzy going on. Like, uh, there was, like, dolphins and sea lions and, like, all these gulls and pelicans. So there must be a lot of fish there. Um, okay, so I, I, I told you I'd tell you more about California. So um, I saw six different species of birds out there, or, like, six new species of birds. Um, last time I'd seen 14, so definitely, uh, definitely less, but it was pretty cool. Um, so there, I also, I saw some jays. Um, and so the jays out there, there are a lot of different ones. So there's the Stellar's jay, um, up in the mountains, because we actually went skiing this time. So, um, there's the Stellar's jay up in the mountains, and that looks really cool. It's, like, all black and with a blue head. Now we have the blue jay in Indiana, which, uh, which looks pretty cool. And then down in Southern California, there's the California scrub jay, which is, like, a blue, like, uh, blue and orangish bird. It's pretty cool. And then um, there's the uh, there's the Woodhouse's scrub jay. So the California and Woodhouses used to be one species until they and it used to be the Western scrub jay. So they look really similar, but then eventually they uh, they found more parts that set, like, different things on them that set them apart from each other, so they turned them into the California and Woodhouses, so I probably wouldn't be able to, uh, like, identify if it was a Woodhouse or a Scrub, um, just because they're so hard to tell apart. It's just by the range that I'd know, um, and then we also saw a Mountain Chickadee, uh, so a Mountain Chickadee is pretty cool, so most chickadees just have that black cap on top, like the Carolina chickadee that we have in southern Indiana. It's kind of cool because in northern Indiana it just splits. Like then it's the black cap chickadee that goes up from northern Indiana up. Um, so the mountain chickadee though is really cool. So it has a cap and then it has this little break between the cap and then it has this black line. So it's like this little white spot in between its cap and its uh, black line. So that's pretty cool. Um, Okay, so today we are going to talk about uh, bird food options. So there are, like, endless bird food options you can put out in your feeders. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, like, which ones work for me, um, which and for which birds I use them, and, like, which ones I use the most. Okay, so oil sunflower. So oil sunflower works best for me. I put it in, like, a mix in my... Um, two of my tube feeders and I get a lot of uh I get a lot of cardinals um get a lot of house sparrows uh but I don't want house sparrows but I just have to put like a feeder for the house sparrows or otherwise they'll like take my more like expensive foods and I don't want to like waste it on them uh so I have to put like a feeder with like the least expensive foods and the house sparrows will eat anything so I did that um other birds that will eat the the um, oil sunflower is doves. I have a lot of doves eating it. And then there's this. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you like I'm not gonna show you all the foods and birds on this list. But on the joy of bird feeding, it's a book by Wild Birds Unlimited. There's there's this whole bird food preference chart. So I'm just telling you what works for me. But there'll be like a whole list. Uh, right there on this book. It's really, it's only 20 bucks and it's pretty helpful. Okay, 
striped sunflower, a lot of the same stuff. Sunflower chips. So sunflower chips, I get more finches. Um, more finches because, I mean, it's just easier for them to eat with their, uh, they don't have to crack it open. I do get some finches on the oil sunflower, but I found that it's the sunflower chips do let me get more smaller birds like chickadees and uh, titmice. Now, I'm not saying the titmice and chickadees will eat oil sunflower, but still, it's just like they, uh, they I think they like the, because they don't have to bite the seed open uh, a lot. Um, some other stuff, I got the doves still, blackbirds, grackles, um, and a lot of that stuff. House sparrows eat anything, so... Um, Next one is the safflower. So I haven't tried out safflower that much. I have this though. Um, it's this safflower seed cylinder from Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm like, I get a lot of stuff from Wild Birds Unlimited. But you put it on like this thing. It's like compacted seeds. So the birds will try to pick it out. It's pretty cute. Um, and they like, they're like chickadees, house finches. So I've seen, I only saw chickadees and house finches on that one. And then starlings. Uh, but starlings will pretty much eat any of my stuff. Uh, they the starlings only come in like the like the winter though, so that's good because like not a lot of, a lot of stuff is growing. So I found that to be good, but it sucks in the winter because they just eat up all the food super fast. Um, so yeah, that's how safflowers work for me. Okay, so Niger. So other word for Niger is thistle. Um, okay, so. I put that in like a thistle feeder and, or like a niger feeder, same thing. Uh, and I found that the goldfinches really like it. Um, uh, I've occasionally seen a house finch and then when the pine siskin, like when the finch eruption was happening, I saw some pine siskins on it. Um, but that, the pine siskins are trying to come to every feeder possible because it's just like, there was just like probably like 30 finches or like. 15 finches at my feeder, um, and so it says on this book that it works for, like, chickadees and, like, um, or chickadees and, like, indigo, they do work for indigo buntings, uh, and doves, yeah, I've seen, I've seen doves eat them, uh, but I found them really work good for goldfinches, finches, and pine siskins, those are what I've really seen it work good for, and then, um, okay, Peanuts in shell. So I have not put up any peanuts in shell, but one of my bird watching friends has, and they got a red breasted nuthatch. So I've heard so many like good things. You can just put peanuts in shell in like a peanut in shell feeder. Um, but I've like there like so many good things about that. Like people have seen like like it's like. Everyone who's gotten it has seen like a red-breasted nuthatch, and um, and it like and I've I've seen one at our local um, park. There's this uh, there's this bird feeding setup, and they have one, and it has pileated woodpeckers, it has uh, downy woodpeckers, hairy woodpeckers, chickadees. It has everything. So I really recommend that, um, even though I've not had it. Okay, um, let's see here. Mealworms. So I've heard mealworms. I have put up a bark butter and bark butter bits and mealworm blend, but I've heard mealworms work best with um, bluebirds. So I had some bluebirds eating those, 
but just for a little while, um, and then they flew away and never came back, but they also work for my Carolina Wrens, um, so if you're looking for some Carolina Wrens, that would be a good one. Okay, the next one is suet products, so, like, that's, like, bark butter, um, bits, and, like, well, no, just, like, suet blocks, so suet blocks, like, they work for, like, Everything that eats, like, fat, that needs, like, fat, and, like, um, well, I guess a lot of things need fat, but they work good for, like, woodpeckers, Carolina wrens, or all wrens, um, they work good for, uh, bush tits, Uh, have you ever seen those videos of, like, bush tits, they just go on, all onto this suet feeder, and it's, like, there are, like, so many of them, they're, like, 15 on one tiny suet feeder, it's pretty cool, um, it also, I've seen some, how, I think I've seen some nut hatches. I think I've seen some chickadees on it. Um, but then it also works for warblers. Okay, so I saw the coolest thing last year. It was a yellow-throated warbler on my suet feeder. And just earlier that day, I saw a yellow-rumped warbler down by the river. I was like, oh, wow, double. Um so, yeah, I've seen them work for warblers if you want to try to get warblers coming through. Um, so, bark butter. Um, so, bark butter works. Uh, I found it works really good. And so, it works pretty much for all of the things that the um, suet works for. Um, and bluebirds and all that stuff. So, I thought that did pretty good for me. And next is white millet so i sprinkle white millet on the ground for um the new world sparrows that's like the song sparrow the chipping sparrow the um what a swamp all those kinds of sparrows not the house sparrows those are those are old world sparrows from like europe so i sprinkle it on the ground for them and they seem to really like it. So I just got a little bag. You don't need to sprinkle very much every time. And it's pretty cool. You just see those ground feeding birds. So that on the ground. I tried to put it in a feeder once. None, none of the really... Uh, no, There were no um, birds that really ate it up uh, in the feeder. So I had to throw that out. So I recommend putting it on the ground for New World Sparrows. Um, corn kernels, I do not, I don't have a lot of, I've never used corn kernels before, um, so I just really don't know. Uh, cracked corn, so I found cracked corn works really good. You can put it under the feeder, I found doves like it the most, but, um, and I mean if you live in like, uh, where there are like quail and everything, uh, bob whites, I bet they'll like it, pigeons might like it. Um, but I found it works best if you want to just go feed the ducks, like the ducks love it. Like I put some in my yard and ducks came to my yard. I live like, like a block down from the river, which may not seem from like very far, but the ducks don't venture up that far usually. And they would come there. Um, I've told the story how they swim in my pond a lot. Um, so next one is Milo. So Milo works for dark-eyed juncos, house sparrows, native sparrows. So I've never used um, Milo wheat or oats. So really, it's just what this book says. I It doesn't show that any of the bird eats wheat. So um, yeah, 
so next one, oats. It yeah, no, nothing, nothing eats oats either. Um, next one is fruit. So I actually uh, made a fruit feeder for the Baltimore Orioles that come through, and so they came through. Uh, last, they came through last, um, I'm not talking about the baseball team, the bird, uh, they came through, uh, last year, and I tried to catch them, I put up this orange feeder and everything, it's prepared, but, um, they didn't come, a lot of people said, like, they've been putting up oral fears for such a long time, they haven't come, um, but, like, last year was the first time a lot of them had come for a lot of people, um, so I'm just gonna keep trying, there's also a Wild Birds Unlimited Oriole feeder that you can put up, that I'm probably going to get. It has, like, a place for nectar, a place for orange, a place for jelly. So, like, you can fit all the their um, their favorite foods on it. Uh, jelly, so I say it's just, yeah, it's just the Oriole that likes jelly. Um, it's kind of weird. They're, like, they'll, they'll, like, you'll find in the, you'll find in a Wild Birds and Loons, it'll be, like, premium grape jelly. It's, like, what? Is this a human store? It's, like, nope, the Orioles like it. Nectar. Um, so it says here that woodpeckers like fruit and nectar. I've never seen that, but I'm going to trust this book more than what I've seen. Uh, so nectar works great for Orioles or hummingbirds. So hummingbirds, I'm going to do a more in-depth episode about hummingbirds later on. But uh, hummingbirds, yeah, they like um, they like nectar too, and they... Like, that's when everyone thinks of nectar with birds, they think of hummingbirds. So, but make sure if you're going to get nectar for hummingbirds, do not get the colored nectar because that's, like, really bad for them. And we don't want, like, any hummingbirds getting, like, I don't know what will do to them, but it's just not really good for them. Okay, so I think that was it. And thank you for listening. And, um, oh, the answer to the riddle. Okay, it belongs to you, but your friends use it more. What is it? Okay, the answer to it is your name. The first time, I think, I, I, we, my teacher was reading these, out these riddles in class, and I don't think I got this one, so don't feel bad if you didn't get it. Um, okay, so I'll see you next week, or two weeks. Um, so, um, happy Easter, and... Happy bird and bye.